Hello and welcome to the Cambridge Chat, bringing you city updates, local news, and upcoming community events and activities. This program is brought to you by Community Connections Network, connecting communities anytime, anywhere. I'm your co-host, Todd Streeter, and thank you for tuning into our show. And now I want to introduce our show hosts, Linda Wolf, City Administrator, and Evan Vogel, Assistant City Administrator, City of Cambridge. Good morning, Todd. How are you today? Just fine, thank you. Good morning. I am so excited about our first podcast today and speaking with Grant, Karen, and Monty about downtown Cambridge. And uh, we have Evan on our show as well. Uh, Evan will be joining us shortly. He had a little phone glitch this morning that he is resetting right now. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? Um, it's good practice. That's why we made him assistant city administrator before he took the big seat. <laughs> it's it's Well, it's a good ramp up during all these podcast shows, too. So there's so much to learn in such a little period of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I know that Cambridge is going to be in excellent hands when I retire. Um, Evan is going to do great things for the community. Speaking of community, um, can we have Grant and Monty and Karen introduce themselves? Hi, good morning. This is uh, Grant Johnson, uh, hanging out over here at Leader, both the store and the restaurant, and uh, happy to be invited uh, onto this inaugural podcast. Excellent. Good morning, Grant. And I'm Monty Dibbeck from Dr. Monty's Auto uh, here in downtown Cambridge. Glad to be part of it. And I'm good. Karen Chilson from Chilson Jewelers, also in downtown Cambridge, and very happy to be with you all this morning. Good morning. Well, let's kind of get into the uh, meat and potatoes of the podcast, as we say. Um, I just wanted to uh, share with Cambridge how COVID-19 has been impacting our community. And so we first thought we'd focus a little bit on our downtown businesses. And I know each of you have three very different businesses. So how did COVID-19 impact your businesses? If you could share with us, I'd appreciate it. Grant, do you want to start us off? Sure. We're coming up, uh, ironically, on the the anniversary about a year ago when we started to hear a lot of what was in the news and what was happening. And, and I remember specifically this week, Friday nights, we typically would have about 125 reservations going into Friday. And uh, Friday, March 13th of 2020, we only had 20 reservations. So the public was starting to be very concerned about going out in crowded spaces. And we all kind of looked at each other and just said, wow, this is going to be impactful, not knowing what the next week would hold. But uh, we got through that weekend. And then, of course, uh, you know, kind of heard from the governor and some of the mandates that were coming into place that we needed to close our, our restaurant for in-house dining on Tuesday of that week. And we just weren't in any position to, to do takeout right away. So we went ahead and shut down uh, the restaurant uh, that week. We kept the store open because it, uh, it wasn't yet uh, a forced shutdown, but did very little business. And the following week, we realized that it, it was going to be mandated that we were non-essential and would need to shut down. So that was the, the initial part of it. And I'll, I'll let each of both Karen and Monty kind of tell kind of how that information got to them and then we can go on, go on from there. Sounds good. Monty, how about you? Well, we were considered an essential business because of the auto repair and mobility aspect of our business. And so we were not mandated to shut down. We did put precautions in place. 
and uh, got that all set in motion. And uh, we saw a lot of ups and downs during the time, but overall the year was a growth year for us. And we attribute that mostly to uh, people not needing their cars to go to work. And so they kind of figured that out eventually and, and started dropping them off and getting them all fixed up. So when this opened up, they would be ready to go. Interesting. You know, people always seem to defer car maintenance until it's absolutely necessary, you know, because they do need their cars. So I think, you know, your your assessment of that situation is probably dead on, Monty. So thanks for that. Karen, how about you? Um, yeah, so it's interesting uh, what Grant had to say. Um, today happens to be my birthday. And happy a year birthday. ago, well, happy thank birthday. you. <laughs> well, happy um, birthday. A year ago on my birthday, we were sitting in leader having my birthday dinner and totally unsuspecting that anything would so drastically change in the next week. And I thought about that today, like, wow, a year ago, everything felt normal and leader was busy and we were sitting there just doing our thing. And then of course the next year, or I'm sorry, the next week, we also found out that we were considered non-essential. Um, and the couple days that we had to prepare for the shutdown, we made phone calls like crazy trying to get people's jewelry back to them. You know, people had stuff sitting in our shop for repair and we just wanted to get things back to people. And then we shut down. We did the full shutdown and that was scary. That was very scary. My husband and I both work there. That is our only source of income. We have four small children at home and it was frightening. Something that I never, ever anticipated. As we came out of it, um, things changed and, and we did okay. But what a scary week this was that we're now heading into the one-year anniversary of. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I, it was scary for, for many different businesses um, throughout Cambridge. I remember our first uh, downtown executive committee meeting after the governor made the announcements to close. And um, we were doing a Zoom call with our downtown business people kind of trying to talk and strategize. And I just remember the tears and the pain in people's faces and just the um, shock of what is going to happen to us. How long is this going to last? Just feeling those deep, you know, fears and, and emotions. So I'm glad that, you know, we're, we're a year past now and that our community has been able to to move and to heal. And our, our businesses, thank God, have been uh, surviving and hopefully soon we'll be thriving. And now I think Evan has an, a question for the three of you as well. Thank you, Linda. And, and I, I guess I would start with Karen here. I mean, you mentioned that you and your husband both work at, at the jewelry store and that's the, the income for your family. Kind of what were the things that you did? Were you able to form any partnerships with other businesses to help you get through? And, and what were you able to do in this kind of pandemic environment? Uh, that's a good question. Um, so for two weeks, we sat at home and we did a little panicking and a lot of payment deferrals and all that necessary kind of stuff. And then after two weeks, when we realized that the two week shutdown was going to go longer, we started reinventing ourselves. We made sure we were on social media every day, just staying out in front of people. And I have to say, we are so grateful to be in the community that we're in because the community support that we felt, even when we were shut down completely, was amazing. I mean, we received messages from people. Um, we transferred all of our calls to home. We were taking calls from people. And we slowly eased back into some sort of business, you know, 
having people pick things up and, and stuff like that with all kinds of precautions in place. But then in May, when we were allowed to reopen, we looked up and down Main Street and saw all of our neighboring restaurants still closed. And that's when we went, wow, this this doesn't feel right. We were super excited to be open again, but we went, what what can we do to help? So as predicted by our industry, when we opened in May, we had a huge influx of engagements in the jewelry industry. They had predicted that after traumatic events, people often decide, hey, what are we waiting for? Let's get married. And that's exactly what happened. And so we are so grateful that that happened and really helped us through this last year. But what we started in May was um, partnering with several restaurants downtown. We offered people who came in and shopped with us 10% off of their purchase, but not just 10% off. It was 10% back to them in a gift card to a downtown restaurant. And some of the restaurants that we worked with were Cambridge Bar and Grill, Leader, The Bakery, Chapella, Sidelines. I think I'm missing somebody, but um, we ran that. We ended up extending it and extending it all the way through October. And we were able to put thousands of dollars back into downtown in that way. And we sure hope that it helped those businesses out in some capacity. People were so excited to get that gift card, way more excited than if we had said like, hey, you can have 10% off. They love the idea of getting those gift cards to the other restaurants. Yeah, I think that's huge. And, and you talk about the, the idea of it taking a village. Grant, what, what do you have to say about your side of that interaction? And, and was that the only partnership you had or were there others that you were able to utilize to help you get through? I mean, it, it's pretty clear that restaurants were uh, among the hardest hit in, in this environment. Yeah, we uh, I can't tell you, Karen and Brian Chilson, how grateful we were just for the sense of community and the, the grace that you showed and just thinking about your neighbors, you know, speaking with Sean and Ron at Sidelines and Sean at the Bar and Grill. I mean, we, we all kind of binded, bonded together. And when those gift cards kept coming, Karen would call or text me and say, I need 10 more. I need 10 more. It was just, that was a real bright spot in what was a pretty challenging time. And, you know, we've been operating uh, the restaurant here for a couple of years, but it really was the beginning thread that, that brought downtown business owners together. And we had real conversations. We started to think about how we can continue to uh, provide a safe environment. Uh, there were some great ideas. Uh, Sean Oakland at the Bar and Grill had the fantastic idea of giving away a roll of toilet paper with every takeout order. And it was so fun to see people walking down the street with a roll of toilet paper and just a little bit of levity in what was very heavy uh, situation. Uh, I think Linda and, and the people at the city was absolutely amazing to close off half a second in front of sidelines and Chapala to create those outdoor dining um, venues and, and granting us the ability to use our sidewalk uh, for outdoor dining. The, a big silver lining for us when we finally reopened in June was that that we could we could bring life back to what what Karen had mentioned was a really scary time to look the downtown and see how really desolate it was. But here, June, July, we saw the sidewalks full of people, people out, just a real, just feel really blessed that, you know, we operate in a community that has people kind of looking out for each other. It was just fantastic. Monty, what did, what did you see from the, from the auto side? I mean, you mentioned that things kind of had a natural ebb and flow. Um, 
Was there partnerships that you had within the community or, or was it a, a little bit different environment for you? A little bit different that way. One thing that we did uh, was that we went and ate out a lot and it was in a time where we were in the process of getting ready to build a house, but uh, we just started supporting all the restaurants downtown. And then we did uh, social media pictures of that. And so if we saw something come across social media, we'd share it as much as we could. If we were eating at a restaurant, we took a picture and, and supported that, put that out there. Uh, I can think of one at Chapala in particular. Carol was, my wife Carol was picking up uh, a takeout order from there. We took a picture of the owner and Carol and the food there and put it on there. He made a comment that he just didn't look that good. And his mom chimed in and said how wonderful he looked. And that, that post went viral. We had, I don't know, two or 3,000 views of that post, just of downtown area. Leader, we, we try to do leader as much as possible. We're so thankful to have a major investment like that come into downtown that we've just purposed to spend money there. Now, the good news is that we actually like the food and it's delicious. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of a win-win there. Little little so, props uh, to Grant. Getting to know Grant, uh, <laughs> it, it's been great. So um, anyway, we could support downtown. We did, and I remember that day when the restaurants did open up that you talked about, Grant. And it, there's just a, a to look down Main Street and see cars on Main Street again was just amazing. And it's hard to describe that feeling, but it really felt good. Really wonderful to see. Super exciting to see tables in front of Leader yesterday, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was an amazing day to eat outside yesterday. And I hope that's one thing that we can bring back to downtown again is the outside dining. I think that really adds to the vibe of downtown and gives people an opportunity to really just sit and enjoy their food and other people and build those social relationships. So now that we're moving forward and more things are being allowed to open, what do you want the community to know about your businesses and uh, downtown businesses? Uh, so, Monty, let's start with you. What do we want the community to know about us? That uh, we're here, we're here to stay, mm -hmm. and that we're determined to make Cambridge uh, a great place to do business in. For those that are thinking of coming to Cambridge and, and starting a business or expanding their business into Cambridge. And then secondly, we've got a great downtown community that sticks together and is very thankful for the support we've seen from Cambridge proper and the and the surrounding area. It's it's just we, we couldn't have done it without their continued support. Awesome. Uh, Karen, how about you? Yes, absolutely. I said it earlier and I'll say it again. We are so grateful to be in this community because the support of our customers and our community through this last year, we couldn't have survived any of this without them. Um, and I felt like people were really making it an effort to shop small businesses, to stay in town, to keep it local, to um, get out to the different restaurants. The movie theater was one that I forgot to mention before. We gave out lots of gift cards to our movie theater who has struggled so much in this past year, you know, with the movies being shut down totally, really, even mm -hmm. when they were open, they couldn't get new movies, you know. So I just would encourage people to keep that going. 
there's so much that you can do in downtown Cambridge. We've got a great bookstore, a great grocery store. We've got the jewelry store. We've got Leader that offers so much. We've got all these great restaurants. We've got auto places, insurance places. Um, there's so much more here than you even see on the surface. And it's just, it's a great community. The city is so supportive and puts on some great um, events. And I just, you know, you came out and supported us through this last year. I hope that you continue to do that from here on forward. Excellent. Excellent. Linda, Grant? Linda, this is Monty again. I'm sorry. I'm just going to interject. I may. You bet. Yeah. One of the things we did also uh, was Christmas time. I think uh, Grant mentioned that he saw a lot of support come in from Christmas time, but we just looked at our Christmas giving and just said, okay, that we got this great leader department store. So we just went and bought gift cards for our kids, and that's our bigger Christmas gift. Gave them an opportunity to go shop there. And I just wanted to mention the flower shop across the street, too. Right now it's, it's expanding. You're going to see some changes there, but, you know, the, the struggles they went through uh, being partially shut down through it all and, uh, and still coming out of it. They saw a lot of support from the area. Excellent. Excellent. Grant, how about you? Yeah, so I'm going to reach all the way back to 1918 when my great-grandfather, A.W. <laughs> Johnson, founded Leader. Uh, 1918 was the, the second largest pandemic, the Spanish flu that year, and that's when Leader opened. Wow. And he, uh, from all journal accounts that I've seen, did not close his doors. Uh, continued through the Great Depression, continued through the Second World War, and uh, you know all the ups and downs, 102 years of business here in downtown Cambridge. I, I feel his strength and the community's strength reaching all the way back to that time, and it really motivated all of us. We would have conversations on, you know, how do we reinvent? How do we change? How do we um, navigate some of the mandates and restrictions? Um, but the community supported each other uh, and gave ideas and I really think has laid an even stronger foundation for growth. Uh, you know, I have the, the thrill to talk to people that come to, to leader either to shop or dine for the first time. And I've seen a lot of movement up out of the cities, people moving to town and hearing word of mouth that, that, that there's, there's good shopping and, and dining in the restaurants here and, and then to deliver that. So we've got a great opportunity to, to take what was a very challenging year and take all the good and the things that we learned to how to operate our businesses more efficiently or more focused on what what's available and and build on that and uh, the the sad uh, I guess you know testament across the country is a lot of restaurants closed uh, a lot of businesses small businesses closed but our community with the support of everyone um, I think is coming out of this with a real opportunity to grow and uh, just love being a part of it. It seems to be a, a testament to how well the three of you run your respective businesses and, and how great the partnerships you've formed have, have worked together. Um, you know, Grant, you, you mentioned that you think things are poised for, for strong growth in the future. Uh, what do you think creates, what do you think makes a vibrant downtown community? Uh, and, and why is that important for for you for your business and for the city you know if you if you come through our dining room on a friday night it, it 
it feels like it used to be. I mean, we're not all glued to a TV, but there's there's handshakes and, and hugs and um, it's fellowship. And it, it that's that can be extended and flow onto the streets. I think, you know, the customer appreciation event that Monty is, and Linda have been such a big part of, you know, we know what that feels like of, of people getting out and doing things. Uh, Karen and I, in uh, the downtown committee have really been promoting third Thursdays, which, you know, just builds a rhythm of, of when to come downtown and, and that you're going to kind of feel a sense of how things used to be. And I think that's a big, it's a big charge to anyone operating a business. It, it, you know, it, they, they say it's never going to go back to normal. Well, you know, we're going to, we're going to have conversations and, and have social gatherings uh, again. And it's up to us to create environments to do that. But it's uh, it takes a village. I think that's your word, Linda. Sure, M- Monty. What do you think? I mean, what what do you think contributes to a strong downtown, well, and and what do you what do you think that that adds to the community? I saw this early on with the customer appreciation event that uh, you know businesses working together to give back to the community to just say thank you in a, in a very public and special way, where we serve you know roughly four thousand hot dogs and brats. Uh, in a four-hour stint downtown and just and the car show and and just everybody enjoying the time out I think that has sown its seeds to where the community really looks forward to being downtown and I know through the uh, what was it the um, Minnesota group that came in to figure out what the community wanted and they wanted a vibrant downtown and there was a lot of work put in behind the scenes on that and that created this this core group uh, that works together and promotes downtown and working so many facets of that trying to make some longevity in that and I, I think it really all blends together to where we are today you know people have been there and then they've left and different people have filled those shoes and it just continues to move forward and it really it's it's a really good group to be a part of. Karen, looking at, at what downtown has right now and, and where it can go, what, what do you think is necessary to keep a vibrant downtown here in Cambridge? And uh, what do you think is the value in, in a strong downtown in a, in a city like this? Well, I think we need to keep on doing what we're doing. I think as downtown businesses, we need to keep working together. I think as community members, we need to find every opportunity to support small businesses downtown because it really is the heart and soul of the town. It really is. It's more than just a bunch of stores. It's more than just a bunch of businesses. It's a community where you feel like you belong, where you feel taken care of, where you know people by their first names. I think back to October. We are well, we're well into this pandemic and everybody was just plain old sick of it, let me tell you. And the discussion came up in our promotion committee about, do we do our trick-or-treating event this year? And I went, whoa, whoa, yes, yes, we do do this. We just move it outside and we do it. Last year, when we did the trick-or-treating event downtown, we counted about 250 trick-or-treaters. This past year, in 2020, in the midst of a pandemic, where people just wanted some normalcy in their lives again, we counted about 500 
trick-or-treaters downtown. And it was great and it was fun. And it was so great to see smiles on faces and kids excited and everybody felt safe. We were outside, masks were, if you wanted to wear them, you did. If you didn't, you didn't, you kept your distance, but it was a great event. I'm so glad that we did it. And it just, it just felt good to do. And I think we need to continue to do those things. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Karen. That happened to be one of my very first experiences with, with the city here, oh. <laughs> uh, given that I started in October. So I went out with the fire department and handed out candy. And you're right. It, it was amazing to see the, the families, the, the happy kids uh, and those interactions. So um, yeah. I certainly can appreciate the, the value of an event, a community event like that. So, Karen, do you want to talk a little bit more about the third Thursdays and what we have coming up over the summer? Sure. Um, so we started this third Thursday idea a couple years back now, I think. And um, we realized that a lot of people in Cambridge commute for, for their jobs. And so it really started out by let's give people an opportunity to come to our businesses outside of regular business hours. So we started talking about once a month, every third Thursday, staying open a little bit later. And then um, not just that, but making it fun, making, tying it to events, tying it to specials and deals, you know, restaurant specials, discounts. Um, and, it, and it's been a lot of fun and people are catching on to it and looking forward to it. So I believe in March here, that's, next week, I think, or this week, the third Thursday will be, again, specials at businesses, discounts, extended hours, and there'll be a bonfire put on by the fire department on Main Street. Um, and then looking into the summer, we're partnering with the city on their summer concert series. And a couple of those concerts will be downtown. Linda, maybe you can remind us who those bands are. Yeah, on June 17th, we'll have Lolo's Ghost. Uh, they have a bunch of original music and they're kind of easy listening. And on July 15th, we're going to rock it with the Rockin' Hollywoods. Uh, maybe we'll have a 50s, 60s dress contest. What do you think? Ooh, that would be fun. And yeah. then I know Grant has been behind a lot of the restaurant um, part of the third Thursdays in the summer, too. Him and Sean coordinated the corn feed. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, Grant? Yep, we do. We do corn, roasted corn out on Main Street. It's fun to shut the streets down because it really gives everyone a chance to just, you know, kind of gather. And uh, we roast a bunch of corn. And then July is more of a barbecue theme. Uh, and then just coming up with... We've always been talking about kind of that progressive dinner. Just kind of stop in, get a bite, move to the next restaurant, uh, grab a drink and a bite. And it's, uh, you know, that's kind of what we're, we're leaning towards uh, come this summer. Excellent. So now, Monty, you know what my question for you is going to be. Are we going to have customer appreciation in 2021? Absolutely. I'm planning it. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure it'll be packed. Now, are we, that's usually a Friday in September. Have you identified a particular date yet? Well, no, you put me on the spot. <laughs> I did. But you know what? If you don't have it, that could be our hook to listen again. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> to be announced soon. <laughs> to be announced soon. So stay tuned. <laughs> yep. We'll have the car show. We have... Uh, uh, you know, the businesses are looking forward to that time already. I've been contacted by a few. 
uh, you know, wanting to be a part of it. It's going to be a great event, and, and we're really looking forward to everybody coming out and enjoying the day. Perfect. Are you going to save a spot for me cooking brats this year? Absolutely. Excellent. Be excellent. The same without you. <laughs> So. Uh, that is one thing uh, that I love about giving back to the Cambridge community is working with customer appreciation and just seeing the smiles on people's faces just for the brats and the hot dogs and the bands and the, the cake the and the, the cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't forget the cake. I, so, you know, all, all of the great things that, that we do. So, um, you know, I just wanted, we're, we're coming close to the end of our time here. So I just wanted to say a quick thank you to uh, Grant and Monty and Karen for joining us today. And we really appreciate your commitment to the Cambridge community. Having a vibrant downtown is the lifeblood of a community and you help us make that happen. So I know that you said that you're appreciative of the city, but just know how much we appreciate you as well and being leaders in our downtown community to try to make sure that we all survive and thrive. So we look forward to thriving in 2021. Um, Grant, do you have any closing remarks? I just appreciate being on the on the podcast and uh, look forward to uh, listening in the future. I think it's a great format. Thank you. How about you, Karen? Uh, I agree. I, I love this. I think it's a great way for people to learn more about Cambridge. And thank you for inviting me to be part of the first show. Thank you. Monty? Yep, same same uh, sentiments all the way through. It's been a great format, and it's been fun uh, uh, talking with these other people here and, and being partners with them in this community. really is. Excellent. Excellent. Well, stay tuned. We're going to have our next show uh, one week from today at 12 o'clock noon, and we will be featuring summer programming and city parks. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening today, everyone. Evan, you want to sign off? Um, great question. <laughs> Sorry. He's here somewhere. Nice and smooth until right now. <laughs> I can see him on the video cam. I know he's away. Evan left. <laughs> Evan has left the building. <laughs> well, this is a really convincing voiceover then. Linda, did um, you say he was replacing you? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I don't have the, the sign-off if there's a specific one in front of me. Linda, you don't have to do it. No, no, it was just you saying thank you and goodbye. You know what oh, I mean? Just, uh, well, you know, case, like um, signing off. <laughs> thank you and goodbye, everybody. <laughs> this has got to be a generational thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Um, I couldn't think of a better kickoff for our podcast. Evan, I didn't mean to give you a hard time. <laughs> no, I, I, that's going to make a great outfit. It was just too resistant, in my opinion. I have very thick skin. I can handle some ribbing, and it's going to make for well, an enjoyable listen. Well, I mean, I like, so I, I was thinking there was a sign-off script, because I thought I remembered seeing that in an email. Oh. And so here I'm scrambling through all the papers I printed out, like, oh, shoot, I wasn't expecting this. And um, She got me again. She no. got me again. <laughs> no.
my two cents is I would not get rid of that. Everybody clearly had some fun with it, and I would just leave it on. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it in. You can listen to today's program and past shows on the City of Cambridge website at ci.cambridge.mn.us, on your Podbean app, and on other popular podcast directories. We'd love to hear from you, so please visit the Cambridge website and leave your questions, comments, and suggestions. To receive notifications of upcoming shows, simply subscribe on the Podbean app or on the city's website. And if you have a moment, offer a review and rate our show. A five would be great. Don't forget to follow our show and share today's program with others. We want as many listeners like you to truly make this show your show, dedicated to engaging conversation with civic leaders and community members like you. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.